Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Is there anybody, Joey, who didn't appreciate the impersonation you did of them? No, everybody's been really great. Um, I will say that I did meet Nick Saban, and it totally lived up to what I expected it to be. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. And I, of course... Am Cam Hayward, number ninety-seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers. With me, as always, my producer and longtime friend Hayden Walsh is here. How are we doing today? Doing good. Uh, it was a tough weekend. Uh, I'm a fan, very. and it was very tough to watch. Uh, how are you doing, though? Is my question. Tough for you. Tough for me, man. <laughs> uh, you know, sixteen fourteen game. Uh, you know, you look at the box score and you say, "Man, that's a close game." Um, but we did not play up to our standard. Um, offensively, uh, you lose your quarterback first series. Um, you know, we needed to give them one more chance defensively. Um, but, you know, the, um, one bet, one really bad play by me of not staying my gap. And, you know, you see a, a long, longer run. Um, and the running game was, was theirs to have uh, for the whole day. Um, tipped your cap to them. Uh, they got the job done, um, but we got to move forward. Uh, there's still a lot more football to be played, and um, personally, I got to play better. And I like that I got more games to address that. And so uh, look forward to this week going down to Carolina. Yeah, it was a tough game because I think you guys would look back at that one and say we had our chances to win, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they lost their quarterback, had a field goal attempt blocked, a couple turnovers in the red zone or in the – offensive side of the zone couldn't get stops in the running game i mean how many times have we talked stopping the run and you guys couldn't do it on sunday right you know and this is the thing uh it you can say we're going to stop the run um you know and that's the keys to success last time we played um at baltimore we didn't stop the run there um but the biggest difference in that game to this game uh we turned the ball over and we didn't get enough turnovers um on Sunday. And so when we turn the ball over and in, in going in and then don't get enough turnovers uh, to truly capitalize them from scoring points, you know, they got one touchdown, which is big. And we gave up field goals, but you know, in that type of game, they've got a really good defense as well. You got to make sure you get the ball. You got to make sure you give your offensive advantageous situations going the other way. So, um, when you look at that game, running game is huge, but it's not the only deciding factor. There are things you can do to, you know, almost take the skills away in your favor, and we just didn't do that enough. Yeah, it's tough. Division opponent, that was a really important game. Uh, how was the locker room after it, and is it hard to keep the team engaged, wondering that the playoffs are gone? Uh, all we can do is worry about what's in front of us. Um, you know, obviously yesterday – uh, everybody's in meetings, everybody's looking for how they can get better um, and not just pointing the finger. You know, I think uh, when you have a team that uh, is going through stuff like this, I'm not used to it. And for me, it, it becomes down to what can I do better? What can I play better as? And that's what every, every player is doing right now. Um, so then collectively, we can say we can't do that. 
individually, we can't do this, but as a group, we can be more stout and more uh, together as a team. Yeah, and everybody talks about Tomlin never having a losing season, but you haven't as well. How different is this, and is it wearing on? It does it wear on you losing a lot more than you normally do? Uh, I won't let it. Um, you know, and you know, I think uh, there's more football to be played. That's the only way I can do. And uh, there's more games for me to try to change that. So uh, I can't look around and ask anybody else what to do. Um, I gotta, you know hit it headstrong and continue to try to just keep getting better. Any message to Steeler Nation? Stay with us. Um, you know, I know it's not easy um, and we don't make it easy on you, uh, but uh, there's more football to happen. And, um, you know, we appreciate you guys along the way. We got to go on the road. Uh, four games left, two home, two away. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, let's take care of business in Carolina and then on to the next one after that. And you guys will take care of it. I know you will. Uh, let's move on to something that you wanted to talk about today. Uh, Patriots Cardinals. What stood out mm -hmm. to you most in this game that you want to talk about? It's it's funny. You would think, you know, um, it would just be football and you would say some great plays. Uh, but guys, there is a concussion that took place in the game. Devontae Parker got knocked out. Uh, walked, got up, looked woozy, looked out of it. Um, but I think the most thing, the, the best thing you can say is that a teammate noticed it and shut down the play. Um, but on the worst side of things, nobody else shut down the play. Not an official, not a coach, not a medical staff shut it down. Um, concussions are supposed to be uh, evaluated as soon as, you know, someone shows any symptoms and there was nothing right about Devonte Parker for, uh, anyone to think otherwise. So, um, I commend Nelson Aguilar for, you know, stepping in, uh, and making, making sure that guy was taken care of because it's bigger than football at that point, that man's life could have been affected that if he continued to play. Um, but man, it, you, you just want to see, uh, more parties uh, take accountability and make sure a guy like that's not, you know, uh, out there for the next play. Yeah, where was the spotter? Don't they have one guy in particular who's supposed to be looking for that? And you would figure with what's gone on all throughout this year that you would really be on your toes looking for stuff like that. You know, and I'll just say this, shoot. I remember uh, first game of the season, I didn't have a concussion. I got hit in the ribs. And I was literally just trying to breathe, breathe for a second. And the ref pulled me off and said, you need to go get evaluated before you come back in the game. Um, where was that rep? Where was another ref like that in this game? There wasn't, it wasn't even like he was, there was, there was a ref to be found to make sure that player was taken care of. Um, that's just, you know, I think there was a hurry up along with it, but man, uh, there needs to be more eyes, uh, to protect the player from himself, um, you know, because we don't want any more situations where concussions become more concussions or, you know, a player stays in and, you know, is not, you know, taken care of. When you would think, too, with the amount of camera angles and things that they have, like we all saw it on the replays, you could see he looked a little wobbly when he got up. So you're right. Thank, thank you for Nelson Aguilar for stepping up and obviously noticing something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The other big thing in this game, though, Cam, was Kyler Murray going down with what I think has been confirmed as a torn ACL. Feel terrible for him. Not sure how long he'll be out, but what is your reaction to that injury? Ooh, uh, I think they're a grass field. Um, you know, I think they've got the trays underneath their grass, but uh, I think it's just, man, um, obviously he's a great talent, and, man, he, he moves so well with his legs. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see when he does come back. Uh, how mobile he wants to be uh, because he's relied so much on his legs and he needs to, uh, you know, to run out of the pocket a lot. But man, uh, to see that non-contact injury, it, it's, it breaks my heart when any guy suffers ACL, uh, you know, this game isn't, you know, easy on our bodies and it could be one wrong move uh, and, you know, it's taken away from you. How much of a challenge will it be if he cannot be as mobile as he used to be? Ooh, um, I think it would be very challenging. I, I, you know, I think he can throw the ball all over, but uh, his strength and his skill relies on his mobility and being able to get out of the pocket. So, you know, you see a lot of times where he's, you know, scrambling through or, you know, making a guy miss. And if he can't do that on a regular and they can't run QB design runs, that's going to totally change up how they play in the future. So, um, you know, some things are going to have to be done. Does he have a, a, a drop back a little bit further in the pocket to make sure he gets that room? Because he's not going to be able to just sit in there and, you know, step through on those passes if he's at, you know, three to four yards. Yeah, so you're saying that the, almost his height is a problem for him throwing inside the pocket because he's not that tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not a shot on him, but his God-given ability was to have him be super fast and not super tall. So, you know, it, it's it's definitely going to change up some things going forward um, because you don't want your quarterback continue to keep running out and, you know, risk another injury like that. Uh, it's going to be a, a long time before he steps back on the field again to feel 100%. 100%. Yeah, and I think off an injury like that, it takes almost a couple of years to feel comfortable in the knee to be able to run again. So he's going to have mm. to learn to throw from the pocket and become more effective there. Um, one thing I saw, have you been watching their hard knocks in the middle of the season? I bet you haven't. I can say I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I can say I've never watched the hard knocks all the way through. <laughs> Do you watch it, though? Have you you've seen episodes, though? I've seen episodes. I haven't seen this, this year's or anything, but uh, there's been ones I've you know, I've always liked the ones in training camp where they show, uh, you know, the vets, you know, making fun of the rookies doing a talent show of some sort. Or, you know, the only thing I do not like seeing is when they show guys getting cut. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah. What's worse, though, and I think I know the answer to this, hard knocks in season or preseason? What's worse? Yeah, what all? would be worse? Because we've always tried. You didn't want to be on Hard Knocks already. We talked about that. I will never be on Hard Knocks. I don't have the personality for it, I don't think. Um, but, you know, I think I don't want to, like, I know it is a prereq to talk to the media, but, man, I don't want to have to have a Dear Diary every single day, which this is my show, so this say, is my you, Dear Diary. You say you have personality, yet you have your, we're talking on a podcast, so you're kind no, of, yeah, you're kind of no. contradicting yourself. But it's yeah, okay. but, you know, I feel like so many guys try to show out, and they're not actually who they are sometimes, but, um, you know, I think I'd rather do preseason than regular season because 
there's so much on on the plate during the regular season. Uh, to ask me to do anything like that would be, you know, I couldn't commit to that. Well, and let's be real. I mean, they're not having the best year. So imagine having to do hard knocks when you're not playing well. Like if you're like undefeated, yeah, I'm sure it's great. But if you're not playing well, I'm sure it sucks to have hard knocks in the building. I try to give my media people um, not that hard of a time. I would give hard knocks the worst time probably. And yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. You'd be buying. I saw you buying pizza for the Pittsburgh media like a couple weeks ago. You would be buying them stuff and being on donuts. Okay. I didn't buy pizza. Oh, whatever. Donuts, pizza. I'm sorry. It's you're, you're still sucking up to them. So they're nice to you. I see what you're doing there. No, it was just saying thank you for all the work they've done. Um, Hey, how impressed were you with Baker Mayfield on Sunday night or Monday night? What night was that? Jeez, what day is it? Sunday? I, I forget. <laughs> it's sorry, it's running all together. How impressed was it though for him to get it? Or it was Thursday night. How impressive was it for him to get in Thursday night, Tuesday, and then play a game Thursday? Uh, very impressive. Um, you know, you are trying to scramble to get everything together. Um, you know, not only talking to those, see, um, you got to talk to your teammates, make sure you guys are on the same page. Uh, was it the most prettiest game? No, but for Baker Mayfield to go there, uh, and win like that in dramatic fashion, uh, what was the 92 yard, uh, drive they went. And so I think it was longer than that. It might've been longer than that. And so, you know, when that's something they can build on and to do a two minute drill, um, you know, it, it's great to see um, Baker Baker does that. He thrives on that animosity and everybody counting him out. Um, and what does he do? He goes down and takes a two-minute drill to, you know, win versus the Raiders. Realistically, if you had to guess, how much of the playbook could they use with him that night? Oh, man, probably a quarter. Um, you know, there's just certain things that uh, you got to continue to keep developing and make sure that – uh, you know, he understands the lingo. He couldn't have gotten everything, but man, he had to study his, 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 his tail off to get ready for that game. With Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, every bet earns with Caesar Rewards. That means whether you win or lose, you're always earning towards perks like free stays at iconic Caesar properties, game tickets, dining, and more. And if you haven't started yet, here's a reminder. Your first bet is on Caesars. Up to $1,250 Download the app with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. 21 plus only. Offer valid. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users. First $10 wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of quality wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 
licensed through Horseshoe Bossier City in Harrah's, New Orleans, Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harrah's, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or, West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh, my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge smoked sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge Smoked Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, guys, we have a special guest. Special, special guest. You've probably seen one of his viral clips around the internet. Joey Molinaro. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm so honored to be here. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Feeling a little down after Sunday, as I'm sure you are, we all are, but that's all right. Yeah. We keep, we keep, we keep, you know, cracking at it. It's December football. You got to keep trucking on, and I know we will. Yeah. Yeah. We got more football to do, and uh, hopefully we can improve from here on out. Um, you know, it, it's fun that you're a fan, and, you know, I know uh, you love Steeler football. So, uh, I would rather have had you on if we had won, but man, you are going to be a heck of a guest today. So I'm looking forward to breaking down with you. Yeah, it's it's fun to you know sometimes you know it's always good to celebrate a win, right? It's like JFK said, it's like victory has a thousand fathers, but defeat is an orphan. So it's like it shows who the real ones are when you come in after an L. All right, so come in after an L, and we commiserate, and then we and then we move on. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any plans (laughs) for the game? Now, so what uh, we do every week is we just get we just have a big old family get together, and it's usually at either my parents or at my sister's, and um, we all get ready. And my dad brings out the bag of terrible towels, and we get our individual ones, and we we, we all get settled in, ready to go. And then, uh, depending on the outcome, we either have happy dinner or depressed food. And the depression food is usually like <laughs> a double cheeseburger from Steak and Shake or Culver's with some, you know loaded tots or whatever it is, you know, some loaded fries. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of the routine every single week. Wait, wait. Okay. So explain to me, is the hype real with Culver's? Yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. I, I'll answer that first. Yes, absolutely. 1000%. 1000%. Well, hey, you know, got TJ the... Watt's a big fan of Culver's. Yep. I know TJ's order is, uh, we talked about it and I sat down with him. He gets the double deluxe, I think, with uh, mac and cheese bites. Yeah, and a and a 
Dr. Pepper. I'm no sure. cheese curds? He's not getting cheese oh, curds geez, with that? Cheese curds. That's what it is. That's what it is. Cheese curds. It's, it's cheese curds, man. Come on. Hey, the, us Wisconsin boys, man. Culver's is our thing, man. That's that's what we do there, okay? Double butter, bacon burger, uh, uh, friggin' all of it, baby. Throw it on there with a concrete mixer to end it off, too. Oreo concrete mixer, for that's sure. That's what it was. He gets the mixer at mm -hmm. the end, which I don't blame you. So, yep. yeah, I'd say on the list of the greatest things that come out of Wisconsin, you have the Watt family and then Culver's right below it. Wow. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. And they haven't combined. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so explain to us your podcast, These Guys. Oh, man, yeah. So me and my um, me and my great buddy, Ben Polizzi, um, he's a fellow comedian, stand-up. Um, we just have grown up together, and we've went in on this together in terms of creating content and doing comedy and entertainment. Um we did it about five or six years ago when, when we were like, all right, this is it. We're, we're putting our foot in the ground and we're not just being grunts at the radio station anymore. We're, we're going in together. And, um, and here we are almost six years later, we started up a show again together just cause we have so much fun, just making fun of stuff and joking and having a great time and, and being silly. And that's what it's all about. So yeah, that's what we do. These guys, uh, every Tuesday we got a new episode. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar at all mm. with F boy Island on HBO. Uh, I've heard of it. We've heard of it. We were also told something about your co-host. It was audit or something like that. Yes. Yes. He was, that's what I was going to drop. He was uh, one of the stars of the show on the HBO reality series, which has since been canceled. <laughs> the HBO reality series. <laughs> Joey, you weren't on there. You didn't want to go in there. Well, you know, the whole idea of it, Cam is to uh, potentially <laughs> find a partner and I am already a married man. So uh, the need, and I'm not, I'm not handsome enough. You know, that's the, that's the main thing. I'm not good looking enough, which is fine. You know, I got to admit it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll say when we saw that though, it took us down a reality dating show. I uh, loop uh, like a black hole here. And do you guys remember all the reality TV dating shows? Oh, Eliminate next parental control. Uh, shot of love with Tila Tequila, Rock is Love, Flavor of Love. Like we grew up in an era where this was popular. So I am actually yeah. jealous that your guy got to go on F Boy Island. You're jealous, yeah, Hayden. You want to be on there as well? I don't want to be on it, but like, man, he got to he got to experience something of our childhood. It felt like, yeah, he oh, got gosh. to go down all inclusive for like. I didn't know where he was for like two and a half months. Because he had like, <laughs> really, he, he had signed a non-disclosure agreement. And so I was like, he couldn't, oh. he couldn't tell anybody. He couldn't, he couldn't say where he was. He was just like, Hey, I'm going away for a bit. Like, it's good. Don't worry. Not going to be able to like, you know, do shows or do uh, videos together or anything. I'm like, you know, if, if I wasn't in kind of like the entertainment like world, I would be like really concerned, but I was like, okay, he definitely got cast on something. I don't know what it was, but he got cast on something. And so then like three months later, he comes back and he's all tan. And I'm like, what, where in the heck did you go? What is going on? And uh, then he finally dropped it. And, um, but yeah, so that's been cool for him. He's, he's been enjoying that. He came in second place though. That was the bummer spoiler for anybody who Ooh. hasn't seen. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But that's kind of the yeah, best of both worlds. That's like the only that place is. in the world where coming in second is probably better. You know, because you, you make it all the way and you're one of the stars and then you do, you clean your hands. You're good. And everybody, you know, that, that I just thought about that. So 
Well, I'm sure his DMs were full after that too. <laughs> Brother, they've always been. They've all uh, well, okay. He was he's just blessed then. That's go. fine. Well, they could they maybe got more full then because I feel like when those guys go on those shows, like those Love Islands, they all say after they're like, My DMs blew up after this. Well, Joey, give me give me your top three. Top three what? Of all time, re- re- reality dating shows. Give me your top three. Man, okay. I'll start with three, go down to one. Mm-hmm. Um was a big uh <laughs> not flavor uh flavor of love the brett michaels one rock of love yeah i brett my uh, fellow steelers fan of course yep. um yes, yeah. but brett always cracked me up on there so i enjoyed that one and of course i was like i don't know i was in like fifth grade i didn't even know what was going on <laughs> i shouldn't have been watching it definitely but i'll go rock of love three i'll go uh I'll go. Is this a date? Is Room Raiders a dating show? Ah, uh, you know that's a good question. Probably yeah. it probably is. I mean, technically, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was like kind of the. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Uh, Room Raiders. I, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, one. I'll, I'll bump Room Raiders for next. Coming off the bus, that was just all time. Oh yeah, next classic. And then I I feel like in the world of reality dating shows you got to go with just the standard you got to go with the stealers of reality shows and that's the bachelor right i mean that's just oh. you can't really argue that right yeah very true very true ben, ben roethlisberger was on there we got we got he was a, was he yes not what as a contestant. That? He wasn't on the show. He wasn't <laughs> no, a contestant. He was a contestant let's, let's get that right. First of all, he wasn't I a contestant. Think he was that. I would remember that. Uh, no, not a contestant. He helped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like he was helping with one of their activities. And so. Oh, I do remember that. That's right. Remember, they have the gif of him in the stadium eating the, the chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking at it right now. That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's probably a fair one. Bachelor, Bachelor, and Bachelorette are still pretty popular. Okay, now, Hayden, see, give that's me your what I got to clarify, Hayden. I got to clarify because to me, I find it way more entertaining when it's just like the one dude, and then it's all the, the women <laughs> yelling at each other. Start, you know what I mean? I, I find that way more entertaining than a bunch of bros who are just you know trying to out alpha each other. Um, so I'm going to say Bachelor. Okay, so okay. That doesn't include the Bachelorette. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. Yes. My, my three, um, I'm going to go with eliminate is three. Um, Ooh. I don't know if you guys remember eliminate that's like 2001. That's, that's a, that's the one where they had like four guys on at once and they all compete and they get kind of like voted off after each date. Um, is this MTV? I'm gonna go flavor of love MTV. Yeah. Ooh. And then I'm going to go finally a shot of love with my girl, Tila tequila, baby. Absolutely. Oh. That show was hilarious to me. So funny, dude. I just remember so Hayden in high school always saying, Tila! Tila! It was one guy who just screamed her name constantly, man. It was so funny. What's was your he... three, Cam? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, there's a rabbit hole. Um, I'll, I'll go, first I'll go three. I'll have, uh, I'll go Love is Blind. Love okay. is Blind. It, it's taken over. We've watched nice. way too many episodes. Um, two... Man, I'm gonna have to go. Oh man, wasn't there one called the Fifth Wheel? Yeah, Fifth Wheel was one too. I think for sure. 
for sure. But I don't remember enough to really put that in. So okay. um, I'll, I'll go, are you the one? Are you the are you, one? Yeah. That, that's a deep that as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I don't know if this constitutes as a dating show, but I've watched plenty growing up. Cheaters. Ah, oh, it's man. a thing. They're dating. <laughs> I don't know. That's a dating show, dude. That's an espionage <laughs> show. That's not dating. Come on, man. Gee, Hold great on, show, though. I mean, listen. Great show. You don't know what Cheaters is? Oh, no. my gosh. Oh, Joey, Lord. you're missing Lord. out. Lord. Is it- Lord. Cheaters is basically a guy VH1? hires a private investigator. Ooh, yeah. Cheaters is VH1. VH1. They hire a private investigator to follow a significant other, and they have like basically the entire file they show on TV, and then they confront them at the end with all the evidence. It's, it's, and that's the game show. That's basically <laughs> it. That's the, I don't consider it a dating show though. That's not a dating show. No way, dude. Yes. No way. If you win, you keep your wife. If you lose, you go home <laughs> empty-handed. <laughs> I mean. They're always cheating, though, Cam. They're never not cheating. They never win. It's always them cheating. Yes, it is. See, Cam is going to have some fun as a married man, and as as I, I I have followed you for a while, so I know that you've been with with your wife for a while. I feel like that's a good show to watch together, and then have that yes. you know conversation where she's like, "If you ever did that, I would kill you," and you're like, "Oh, I would never." You know, obviously you never <laughs> do that, but it's kind of one of those things, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going down that. I, I, <laughs> I laugh at those people because I will never be that person. Exactly. And so I'm like, honey, look how dumb they look. <laughs> and so you never have to worry about me. Brownie points but for you. Speaking of funny. Yeah. It, would, it would be hilarious, though, to Cam, to watch a private investigator, like, shoot a video of you, like, cheating, like, going into a car and stuff because you're just so big. It would just be funny to me. Like, that's Cam. That's very clear who that is. They would It would not be hiding it at all. True. Yeah, blurred face. I don't, I don't, I don't have. I don't you have wouldn't cheat though on your wife. I, I'm going to make that very clear. You wouldn't yeah. be on cheaters. Don't <laughs> Let's I don't get think that you would be on cheaters. Speaking of funny though, you were on Family Guy. How did that come about? <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. Um, so the, one of the executive producers uh, it follows me on um, Twitter and Instagram, and we've. You know, we follow each other and we just have always just kind of like, you know, uh, commented on each other's stuff and sent messages back and forth of just like, oh, wow, that was great. Oh, that was funny, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he reached out to me, I want to say August of, yeah, July or August of 2021 and was like, hey, man, uh, would you be interested in voicing Owen Wilson on Family Guy? And I was like, I mean, what? Yeah, duh. Why do you even ask? Just tell me and I'll do it. Uh, And so then they set it up and it was really interesting, man. Like I, you know, I had a cameo. It was two words and they like had to find like a special studio in Indianapolis since I'm not based in like LA where they, everybody else records. They had to find a special studio for me to go and record. That's like worthy of their quality for the show. And so they booked me in that and I went and like, they had the script right there, which I didn't even need because it's two words, but it was still cool. And they had like an iPad with like the showrunner and like the producer and the director of the episode or whatever that was right there. And they were like, all right, Joey, good to see you. Uh, ready when you are. And so I just s- stood in the studio and ripped like six or seven takes 
And just because they were like, yeah, just, you know, we like to have a few, go ahead. And I just ripped them and I was in for about five minutes and then got out. And then it, what was funny that threw me off is when I was leaving, I was like, Hey, thanks so much again. This is great. Like dream come true. And, uh, I was like, so when is this going to be on? Like a couple of weeks from now or something? They're like, oh no, this probably won't be on for like a year. I was like, oh wow, I did not realize that. Because um, you know, you think of like Family Guy and shows like that. Like they're still pretty like topical, right? Like it's you know they stay up, but they work that far in advance, which uh, was a real surprise. But yeah, man, it was such a thrill. I've watched that show since I was in like sixth grade you know, definitely like a very formative show for like what made me want to do what I do. And so just to even have two words on there was just, it was insane. So as a content creator, would you say that's probably like your crowning jewel or, you know, what was the one thing that's really been exciting for you? Yeah, that was, that's definitely up there. Um, I'd say getting retweeted by Matthew McConaughey was super cool. Um, getting to like getting getting to have a right getting to have a kind of friendly relationship with Jimmy Fallon. I'm just name dropping now, but he like took to my impression of him and and uh, and he followed me and and um, it was really it was really cool, really sweet. I think I think it speaks to the kind of guy Jimmy is. He like he enjoyed my impression of him and whatever, and, and kind of was playful about that, which was great. But then and like. Uh, November of 2020, I got COVID and, you know, that was like at the time where it was just kind of, you know, still, as you all remember, was just kind of like, we don't really know, like this is, you know, I mean, I guess we still don't really know, whatever. But at that time it was just like, I put it out on Twitter. I was just like, Hey, like, I'm not going to be creating as much here, re you know, the, ne the next few days or week or whatever, like got COVID I'm doing okay, but whatever. And I wake up the next morning and I have a message from Jimmy. And he was like, he was like, Hey man, like, are you all right? Do you need anything? Um, you know, like, you, you, I hope you're doing all right. Like we need, we need funny people in the world and something like that. And it was just, I mean, it's like, he didn't have to do that at all. Right. I mean, not at all. And for him to like take the time to just even send me a quick note and like check in on me. Um, that just, I just think that just shows who Jimmy Fallon is kind of that kind of guy. So um, that those three things I'd say, since I really have, kind of started I mean, you know, among other things with those three things are always just like they were holy cow moments you know what i mean yeah i have a funny jimmy fallon story uh Please. you you've heard of his uh what is it the superlatives he does oh yeah was it before the monday night game or mm -hmm. and so i think he had my picture on it and was like most likely to uh what most likely to I don't know. I don't even remember. It was like mostly likely to be pissed off in a situation or something or, and I, I, I just looked pissed off in the, in the picture. And so, you know, then I like tweeted back and I was like, Oh, ha ha ha. Um, going to have to say something to you next time I see you. And like, I'm just having fun. Right. And so we ended up going to, we ended up going to the Jimmy Fallon show uh, me and my wife for like Valentine's Day and like we had like a great time somehow we got to sit down um, and they knew we were coming and so he came up to the audience and like 
said hi and everything, but like Jimmy gave me this look like, is he mad? Like, what's really going on here? <laughs> is he really but, coming? You know, I, yeah, like he was like, it was a joke. You understand that, right? Like, but you know, um, I'll never forget the face he gave me because it was just like, what's what's going on here? How how you feeling about this? But no, he's he's a really cool guy, and um, luckily he could have some fun. Right. Yeah. No, he's the nicest guy ever. And that's like a lot of the impressions I do of him. He's just always so, you know, just, Oh my God, buddy. Oh my God. I love it. Cam. I love you so much, buddy. Oh my God. I would never, I would never offend you by, Oh, <laughs> I would never offend you. Like he's so nice all the time about every single thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can imagine him being a little bit, um, not taken aback, but just like, eh, <laughs> I want to be on the good side here. You know what I mean? That's great. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So now you're doing impersonations. What's your favorite sports figure to do? And why? It's mm. a good question. Um, you know, the, I like, to, like I say to a lot of people, like there's something different that I like the most about each of them. So mm. like with, uh, like with, Colin Cowherd, it's like kind of the art of like coming up with whatever crazy analogy he's going to use for that, you know, example of what he's talking about in sports. Like, how far can we take something over here and connect it to what I'm talking about in sports? Uh, so like that, like with Mel Kuyper, just the energy that he brings with how uh, passionate he is about whatever he's rating. Uh, like if I do Saban, it's like just how pissed off he can get, right? Like, so there's 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 all these things that are different about each one of them that I whenever I'm doing it I'm like oh I I can look forward to doing that because I really enjoy it. Um, mm. I guess if I had to say, I've been liking doing Sean McVay recently. That's been a fun one to do. Um, <laughs> that, that's a recent one that I like doing a lot. But if I had to say one I look forward to doing most in the sports world, it'd probably be uh, it'd probably be Mel Kiper. Just to be able to get into his mode and rant about stuff is always super fun. So, yeah, yeah, Mel Kiper is probably. I think everybody's seen the Mel Kiper clip. Like you, you do a really good job. Um, Thanks, man. And Mel <laughs> Mel Kiper talks about anything. Like he 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 goes on a tangent about absolutely nothing. And you're like, oh, now I feel like I know like what this guy eats on a Thursday. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> He's got the face that he gets going, kind of the bird, kind of, you know, he, he's waiting to talk about what he's going to say. And he's nodding. He's got the squinted eyes and everything. And it's all, it's all part of it. You know, that's why I tell people is like, yeah, there's, there's so much more to each impression than just like a voice, right? It's the mannerisms, it's the face, it's the, um, what they're talking about. You know what I mean? You got to really get into character, you know? So that's what I try to do. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is there anybody, Joey, who didn't appreciate the impersonation you did of them? No, everybody's been really great. Um, really. Uh, like I said, Fallon is great. Um, I will say that I did meet Nick Saban, and it totally lived up to what I expected it to be. Um, <laughs> I was doing this event at the Senior Bowl last year, and uh, Coach Saban was one of the guest speakers along like I was I was one of the MCs he was one of the guest speakers so I was like oh we're gonna get to cross paths it'd be great and it turns out that we we're like 45 minutes behind schedule and of course coach Saban doesn't have time for that and so he's pissed and so I'm like sitting now that's not my fault right this is not my fault I'm sitting not off to the side of the stage after I'm done because that part of the show is going on I'm just sitting here waiting he's pissed and I'm like, all right, I'll catch him when he comes off stage. And so he's coming off stage. It's all done. He's got his handlers or whatever because I got to jet him out of there for a recruiting trip. And I just go up to him and I'm just like, Coach Saban, hey, Joey Molinero, great to meet you. Because his daughter follows me on social media and she's told me, she's like, oh, I've shown my dad and, and, and my mom and they love him. I think it's funny. I'm like, wow, okay, great. But <laughs> Coach Saban, true as day, true to himself. I went up, shook, you know, and put my hand out there, introduced myself, and he just shook my hand without even looking at me and just goes, yeah, all right, and just walks out. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad that that was the the, intera- the first interaction. Like, if, if, he, if he would have been super friendly and buddy-buddy, that would my character of him would have been ruined because I've been like, oh, he actually is like a pretty nice guy. So now it's just he's always just in Coach Saban mode where he doesn't have time for it, and he's going to let you know, and he's going to be gone. <laughs> Joe, you got to do, like, an impersonation of him, but you got to do it like him selling Alabama again. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, it's – trying to get into the college playoff again because that was, like, all-time saving right there. Yeah, I did – well, I, I did something similar to that. I did it uh, – it was like he was making his pitch for it. Um, but, yeah, man, it's interesting. Like, if, I mean, your Buckeyes got in. They they backdoored their way in, which is great. Um, <laughs> even though you had to wear – see, I'm so bummed for Chris Wormley because he has this great triumphant moment, back-to-back wins, in the horseshoe, gets you wearing the Michigan hoodie in front of the media and all the cameras and everything. And then lo and behold, they're not dead yet, and he very well could see him again. That just stinks, man. I mean, George what is gonna stinks about that. Matter. What stinks about that? That is a perfect <laughs> overcoming, you know, moment. You know, because Ohio like, State gets their doors beat off on Thanksgiving weekend at home, and then they don't play the next weekend, and they just suddenly find themselves with a chance to still win it all again. That's not right. Yeah. I'm glad somebody else can agree. I'm glad somebody else can agree. Who would you rather put in there, though? Well, that's fair too. I don't know who you're going to put in. No, it like I'm saying it's not 
it's not right for it sucks for Michigan, but it is the right call because USC screwed the pooch. If USC just beats Utah, mm-hmm. then they're the four seed. So I mean, it's USC's fault, but it's still for Michigan. You're sitting there and you're like, yes, we've slayed them again in the horseshoe for the first time in 23 years or whatever, and then. Oh, pfft, you're one giant CJ Stroud game away from meeting him back in the in the championship. Oh, oh. That's, what are your that's thoughts on Ryan Day? Are you, are... What are my thoughts? Honest yeah. thoughts. Everybody Honest was wanting him out. What's up? Yeah, I, I don't want him out, man. I just I want to win. That's all I want to do. You know, I think he, he we just got to be aggressive. Um, I talk about this like during the Michigan game, we were up 10-3, um, and it's like fourth and two. I think you got to make a call to be aggressive. Um, you know, that was the one thing that Urban had in those type of games. He was aggressive, and you got to be aggressive in rival- rivalry games. I think he's a great coach, um, you know, and a great offensive mind. But, man, we got we to gotta win the ones versus Michigan. Yeah, that's as honest as I can give you. <laughs> What's going to happen in against a Georgia though in 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 the Mercedes Benz? I don't I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think Georgia's going to blow the doors off them too. Okay, we'll Let's see what mark, happens. Mark it down. They're more physical than Michigan. What 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 are you going to do? I mean, they're going to run it down your throat. We're not going to play like that. Oh, okay. We're not going to play like that. That's what's going to happen. Georgia, Georgia, we got scary. a month to do it. Georgia, yeah, Georgia's is... good, dude. I don't think you know that. Scary. Tell that to Kent State that held them the 16 points. All right. And tell it to Oregon, who scored three. Yeah. Yeah, Mizzou. That's crazy. What are we talking about? The big bad wolf? I mean, they've been the best team all year. I don't know what you guys have been watching. I mean, (laughs) So how many points would Michigan put on Kent State? I mean, probably a lot, but I don't know that Michigan would beat Oregon 44 to three or whatever it was. I mean, I don't think they would do that. I think so, they would. I think they would have their way with Bo Nix. I'll say I that. Mean, no, and they also just destroyed LSU. Yeah, they did. Now, what happens? What were you going to say, Joey? What happens? Let's say, unfortunately for Cam, that Georgia takes care of business against Ohio State, and Michigan beat. What happens in a Michigan Georgia? Do we see a repeat last year, or is Michigan? Are they? Do, no, do Michigan blows the doors off them, baby. I'm a Michigan yeah. fan. I'm a Michigan fan. I, I don't think it's as bad as it was last year, but I think it's I mean, I think Michigan plays them closer for sure. I don't think I don't think this Georgia team's as good as they were last year, and I don't think um and I think Michigan's better Michigan's than they were last better. year. So I think it would be closer. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if Michigan's better. I think Michigan was better last year, but mm, more dynamic at quarterback this year, I think changes everything. But their D line's not as as dynamic as it was last year. Has more sacks than the team did last year. So I mean but you got to say, you had a first-rounder and a guy who could have been a first-rounder if you hadn't gotten hurt in this pro day. I think on the outside, they're better last year. But on the inside, interior defensive line, Michigan's better this year. I just think just think they're better this year than they were no last year. Cora, really, that's though. the quarterback, too, dude. Yeah, but some make a case Donovan Edwards is better than Blake Corum. That's I mean, true. You know what I mean? So, I mean, ask Ohio State. I think Edwards just ran, just broke through the line again for an 80-yard touchdown. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't. Because the game didn't happen. Oh, the game yeah. is over. I think it did happen. Sorry. It's over. And if yeah, we see my... you guys again, I'm jumping on the field and tackling Donovan Edwards. <laughs> Just like Woody. Cam, I got to ask you, this is totally changing here, but 
as a longtime Steelers vet, what is a uniform combo or a uniform that you would like to see brought back? We've had the bumblebees in your career. I think you're at the tail end of the yellow helmets. Now we got the color rush. What is something? Is there a combo? Is there a certain kind of like city edition, if you will, that you would want to see come out at Acrisure Stadium? So there's two. I would love to go back to those, the block jerseys with the yellow helmets and the white pants. That was a combo. I only got to play in my rookie year. Um, Then I would like to go all white. I think an all white would be kind of sweet for like a color rush. Um, You know, we've had the, the black, all black, but to do an all white would be kind of cool. Um, with yellow helmets, that would be sweet. Whoa, all white with everybody's helmets. done it on Madden before. I like the all whites with the black <laughs> helmets. I'm looking at the, you see some Joe Green here with those on. So those are like the 70s, they had the all whites. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the gray. What are you thinking, Joey? I'm with yeah. you on the all whites. I think yep, it would be, I think it would be clean. I think it'd be real nice. Um, I, <laughs> I'm such a sucker for the bumblebees, man. I know that they've been, they've had them and that it's, it's, you know, put away in the closet, but I love those things. I felt like every time that you guys wore them, you know, big Ben was throwing six touchdowns and Willie Gay was doing his dance in the end zone. And it was, I just have fond memories of the bumblebees, but um, yeah, those are unique. You, you I will like say them. the, the socks that Cam Sutton have been wearing, he wore them in Atlanta um, Don't get them in trouble now. You're going to get them fined. Yeah, to say you're going to oh, get them fined. <laughs> Sorry, edit this I'm out. Kidding, yeah, I'm kidding. Fine. But is that like you, it, that's against like league, you know, like policy? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're always looking for a way to find somebody for not being in proper uniform. So yeah, I mean, it's not like <laughs> I think Trayvon Diggs just got fined like fifteen thousand for that or something. He said something crazy on Twitter. Oh, guys, like we have a uniform policy. They they come every year before the year and guys get so bent out of shape, like because like they don't wear their knee pads or, you know, now it's the thing where they want their pants like right at like the middle of their quads. And so they want them hiked up and guys are like, man, screw that. I'll, I'll take the fine. I, I like my money in my pocket, but there are plenty of guys who want to manipulate the uniform policy. Yeah, Diggs got fined 15k for his socks and 5k for having his shirt on, out untucked. Yeah, Jeez. I mean that's pretty crazy. It's a lot of money, man. Jeez. Yeah, you got the you got the three. Just don't even to the Hayward, Hayward House at that point. Yeah. Shit. No shit. No, <laughs> no joke. How would the family photos go, by the way, man? Oh, they were wild. Uh, <laughs> my kids are all over the place. Uh, you know. Surprisingly, my girls were all good, but then my son decided he didn't want to smile. So you get what you get. And there's always not, I was always that kid who didn't want to smile right as well. So I can't be that mad at him. You taking family photos for for Christmas? They look good. Um, Not what we did for Thanksgiving. I don't know. My boy is still only three and a half months old. So, you know, (laughs) if anything, we'll just take a photo of him, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting any sleep? You know, it, it's we're getting more, man. It's um we kinda <laughs> Yeah, we're good. I, I will say it's all relative because more now is like four and a half hours, but um yeah, getting more. We kinda 
broken up into shifts. My wife will take the kind of first half of the night, if you will. And then if it's, you know, past like four 30 in the morning or something, I'll kind of take them and we'll throw on the local news or highlights of a Steelers game or whatever, and just go chill. So, yeah. Joey, give me your favorite Steelers of all time. I'm, I'm running around. Give me different questions. Are we just doing like, what are we doing? Five, 10? Give me five. Give me five. I want to hear them. Okay, five. I'll go Heinz Ward. Okay. Four. Um, Heath Miller. Three. Ooh. Cam Hayward. Two. Big Ben. Oh. One, uh, Troy Palomalo. Yeah, and and I, you know, obviously a lot of people will look at this list and they'll be like, but 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 Lambert, but but him, but Green, yeah, Franco Harris. Older people are going to be pissed. I I get all that, but I will say in this instance, I've only seen highlights, right? Like I, I. All those guys I named on this list, those are my Steelers, right? Those are the guys that I grew up with that I, you know, I've seen go to Super Bowls, win Super Bowls, play for the team, get to know you. Like, it's just tough to compare when I have that whole list I just rattled off like that, you know, and you can have a a top five of everybody from the 70s and the 90s and everything like that. But I just, I can't really speak to it as much because to me, those guys are legends, obviously, but it's almost Mm. like a mythical figure, right? Like I didn't, I wasn't there. I didn't get to take it all in. Like I've watched every single Cam Hayward game that you've played, right? Like it's just different. (laughs) Give me some favorite plays by those guys. You don't have to do me if you don't want to. Oh man. Um, Well, I just love me and my dad. Oh, we like get so excited. We like hit each other on the shoulder whenever you just do that strong, like every week when you do that, uh, whatever that arm bar is, and you're just pushing some guard into love that. Um, Heinz Ward, shoot, I mean, how many of the blocks that he did on, uh, you know, Ed Reed or uh, I think it was Keith Rivers back in mm-hmm. the day yep. against Cincinnati where he broke his jaw. Thought that was awesome. Um, <laughs> not that he broke his jaw, but just the hit. You know, <laughs> um, his. Obviously, the Super Bowl 40 play, really his whole Super Bowl 40. I mean, he's the MVP, for gosh sakes. Um, Heath Miller. Heath Miller's game, his rookie year against the Indianapolis Colts in the divisional round, he had a long catch at the beginning of the game, and then he had a touchdown uh, where Mm -hmm. Big Ben kind of fit into a tight window. It was kind of in between two guys, and Heath just took it from him and Anytime Heath would score, make a big play, as you guys remember, when he just does the flex of the arms, kind of a scream, and then just gives the ball to the official. So good. Uh, Big Ben, I mean, where do you even begin? Super Bowl 43, obviously. His six touchdown games, the backyard football stuff. He'd go on and on. And then Troy P, it's got to be the, got to be 2008, send it to the Super Bowl against Baltimore, you know, Mm -hmm. cutting it back. Got to be that. Yeah, that that I that that play by Troy, that interception, and 
to go to the Super Bowl, that play, you know, everybody talks about it. And then, like, for it to be, like, the highlighting play on his, like, Hall of Fame reel is just, like, insane. You see, like, like the camera shaking, but, like, people talk about, like, the stadium, like, the ground was shaking. Yep. Oh, that, that that play just goosebumps. Uh, uh, same and a play that that doesn't get enough credit. That really, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really have any impact at all. But is one of my favorite Troy Polamalu plays. Look up his tackle against Chris Johnson. Um, I believe it was opening. Yeah, it was mm. opening night, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Johnson's the fastest guy in the league at the time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the Titans are pinned back. Uh, in their own end zone, and they do a little like toss screen or just you know pitch play to Chris Johnson, and then just off the screen out of nowhere, like a rocket. I mean, an absolute missile. You see forty three in the yeah. hair come flying through and just take Chris Johnson's legs out. And it was, I mean, Chris Collinsworth about freaking lost his mind on the broadcast. So anybody's listening, even for you guys, go back and check out that highlight. And that's one of my favorite Troy P plays of all time too. Well, like, the thing I loved about Troy, and I remember, like, there would be games, and, you know, Coach LeBeau would be like, man, what the hell is he doing? I don't know what he's thinking about. And so then, like, Troy would come to the sideline, or Troy would come in the meetings and be like, Coach, well, I saw this on film, and I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for me to make the play. And it's like, he had a reason behind it. And so he was like, well, just next time you let me know. And so that's how Coach LeBeau would be. But, you know, uh, Troy's instincts were crazy. Like, you know, I remember times where he'd be showing at the line, like right next to me, knowing he had the deep third. Like, you know you shouldn't be showing at the line and then breaking out full speed to make sure you cover the deep third. You know, that that is unheard of. Um, and when a safety can do that, you can literally play all over the field. Dude, I thought his uh yeah, I, I, I thought I was I was pleasantly surprised by his Hall of Fame speech. Just cause like like you like you did his impression, like he's so soft spoken and ne- never, you know, seemed like a guy who was really trying to say much or anything. And then that that speech, I mean, like I, I honestly think that there should be like a plaque of that speech, like at Akershire or, or at the Steelers facility or something. Like, I, I just feel like from a fan's perspective, listening to that, the words that he spoke, I was like that for me as a fan, that is what Steelers football is. And, and I just, it freaking blew me away, man. I mean, I get freaking goosebumps just thinking about that speech that he gave a couple of years ago. Dude, I, I was supposed to go to that speech and like I'm talking to Troy. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And then like COVID hit and everything. And, you know, everybody who went got COVID. So I, I had to miss the speech. But man, I remember watching it on TV. I was in tears watching that because I was just like, Troy couldn't have said it any better. Like Troy spoke for everybody and represented everybody. And, you know, it was just a hell of a speech. What is it? How surreal is it for you that like you're one of those guys that, like he said, like you know the prior Steelers would be like you could have played with us, you know, like you. I see you on that like 2005 team, you know, the 2008 team. Like, is that 
just I would have loved to play on that team, but man, they had a hell of they had they had dudes on that team, man. Like, um, man, that team was was special. You know, I don't think you look at those defenses; they're unbelievable. I don't think Casey Hampton gets the respect he deserves. Um, you know, if you look back at that 2005 game versus Seattle Seahawks, they shut down Sean Alexander, like completely shut down the running game, and Mr. Rooney gave. The old man Rooney gave the trophy for Hamp to have on the plane. And they said, we want you to be the first one to take it off the plane. And they said know. Hamp broke down in tears. Wow. And for Mr. Rooney to go back in the on the plane when everybody's just, you know, gone at this point after the Super Bowl. But they said Hamp was in tears because, like, he was the reason why they won that game. Um, Aaron Smith, Brett Kiesel. Uh, Joey Porter, um, you know, Lamar Woodley. You had uh, James Harrison, who was a, on the special teams at that time. Let's get yeah. that right. Special teams. Yeah. <laughs> the special teams. Then you had Troy Palmo. You had Ryan Clark, Chris Hope. Like, you know, you had, you know, oh, I'm not even talking about our inside linebackers. You had James Ferrier. Um, you had Larry Foote. Like, um, these guys were just Man, you, I, I Taylor, you had B Mac, yeah, Brandon McFarland, and so, yeah, um, you know these guys, um, you know I love looking at the ESPN cover. It was like, is this the best defense ever? Um, and you see those stats, they're crazy. Um, but you know that defense was just special, um, and I don't think a lot of those guys get enough respect that they do. Yeah, man, Casey Hampton, no doubt. He's <laughs> Do you remember? You guys remember at all that little just like running gag that they had that that uh, like before the game when y'all were warming up and everything, like six guys. Oh, they would try to wrestle them. <laughs> it was the e, it was the EQ guys that would try to wrestle them. Um, and then the other thing was him and Larry Foot. They would have a speed walking competition before every single game, <laughs> <laughs> and Hamp was always able to win. That was the funny part. Ham would always win in the speed walking competition before the game. That's incredible. Uh, and so that was always yes. Wow. Man. Yeah. That is so but, cool. But Joe, I want I want to say I appreciate you coming on, brother. Um, you know, spitting some you know football, telling us it's your favorite, spitting that reality dating show uh, <laughs> stuff. You know, we weren't. I can't believe we went into that, but. Um, Shout out! Shout out your podcast again one more time so everybody can listen. Thanks, up to man. It. Yeah, uh, these guys with me and Ben Polizzi, Benedict Polizzi. Sorry, uh, every every Tuesday, new episode. You can find us wherever you get your pods uh, on YouTube as well. So we just have a lot of fun and we don't take ourselves too seriously and just joke around a lot. But um, yeah, Cam uh, Hayden, great to meet you, Hayden. It's an honor to talk to you. Like I said, man, just to even be able to you know, call you a comrade and, and, and know you is uh, so, so cool. My dad wanted to pass along that the Molinero family wishes uh, y'all a happy holiday and, and wishes happy y'all a holiday to you as well. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you.